Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today I'm picking up my fight with outdoorsy parents because I want to tell you about my summer of family workouts and also dig into why there is no real difference between the Earl Woods approach to raising a golfer and the spandex cyclist who makes their baseball-loving child live in a mountain town where they can only ride bikes. That's coming up next, but before I get to that, Let's talk about our friends from Gear Trade, who since 1999 have been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. You know you have that jacket, pack, or tent that has been left out of your past few adventures. Load it in a box, let Gear Trade sell it for you. They'll send you a box and a free shipping label if you don't have one. It's that easy to get cash money for all that stuff you're not using. Head to GearTrade.com and click on the Sell Your Gear tab to learn more. All right, let's fight. It's time to go. So it's the week after Labor Day, and even though, like I said on last Friday's episode of The Rock Fight, that I believe that September is the best summer month, fall is definitely on the doorstep, which is always a welcome thing no matter where you live. And with spooky season coming into focus, and my kids already three weeks into a new school year, I find myself reflecting back on the summer that was. The state of Idaho used to have this ad campaign. Maybe they still do. I don't know, but it's designed to make you want to spend more summers with your kids in their state. They called it 18 summers. And frankly, it was remarkably effective at making you realize how little time you get with your kids while they are kids. Although to be fair, they should have done something like 12 summers because even though the first five or six summers are fun, the good stuff really begins once your kids get to be school-aged. Anyway, I found myself thinking about that ad campaign because my oldest daughter just finished her 18th summer, and though we didn't head to Idaho, we did a lot of cool stuff. But maybe the coolest thing that happened this summer wasn't a big international trip or time at the beach or in the mountains. We did lots of that stuff too, but I'm pretty sure that the summer of 2023 will be remembered as the summer of family workouts. So before this summer started, my wife, who goes to a personal trainer three times a week, she recognized that while we always start the summer with great anticipation, usually there ends up being a lot of sitting around, even when we have a lot of travel planned for the family. So she made the plan to have our family join her at her workouts when we didn't have other plans. Now, I hate being the old guy on the couch espousing unwanted advice, but if you don't have kids or your kids are young, you need to understand that my wife is a goddamn genius. Summer with kids isn't all water slides and barbecues. It's the complete elimination of a routine that was developed and perfected over the course of the previous nine months. And then one day in June, it just evaporates. And your brood is now home with you all day, every day. My last corporate job, the last corporate job that I had, I worked remotely on the West Coast for a company that was based on the East Coast, which means I was usually up pretty early for conference calls and to match my work hours with the corporate headquarters. After a few instances of my then twin five-year-olds barging into my home office while I was in the middle of a leadership team presentation because they needed to urgently inform me that our dog Otto had eaten his breakfast and dropped a massive deuce in our backyard, or maybe even just to show me the random piece of plastic they discovered under their bed or something, we had to implement what we called the triple B rule. 
The triple B rule is that if mom or dad tells you that the triple B rule is in place, you may not, under any circumstances, interrupt them, unless one of the triple Bs are in play. Those Bs include blood, barf, or bones. If you're not actively bleeding, barfing, or have a bone sticking out of your leg, it can wait until the office door opens. By the way, the triple B rule, remarkably effective. Consider that my gift to you. The point of all this is that while summers can be wildly fun, they can also at the same time be completely chaotic, even as your kids get older. So using the experience of Summer's Pass as her guide, my wife knew that there would be windows when the kids' main objectives this summer were going to be trying to consume every single video on TikTok while simultaneously doing everything in their power to piss each other off. Thus, the Summer of Family Workouts was conceived and the results were phenomenal. Our workout coach crafted each hour-long session in a way that everyone worked within their own skills, but we could still do the workout together. And while there were a handful of days where getting out the door was rough, it was overwhelmingly easier than trying to get everyone to be excited to go for a hike or a mountain bike ride. Now, I'll admit to being the family member with the worst attendance at our family workouts. I tend to have my own routine that I like sticking to. But in the spirit of the exercise, see, uh, see what I did there? The spirit of the, the exercise? Yeah. Anyway, I, I made sure to attend a handful of times. My wife even added lunch at a diner spot for post-workout refueling. And mostly the stoke was high with everyone on our family workout days. And isn't that what we're all chasing with these things that we do? Being active, feeling good, feeling strong, spending time with friends and family? Does the medium to get there need to matter? I've spent years trying to get everyone in our house to want to head out for a ski day or a mountain bike day. And almost always, always, there's at least a single holdout who has to be forced into action. Outdoor journalist Heather Rockford and I recently had an exchange about a post she put up on Instagram regarding how kids in the rural hillside town she lives in mainly participate in mountain sports instead of traditional team or mainstream sports. My question to her was, well, what if there are kids living there who want to play soccer or baseball or football? And she mentioned that there are some families who have moved to nearby larger towns in order to do so, but that there isn't the demand for many of those sports where she lives. I believe, Heather, that that is true, but the demand exists with the parents. You know, I have an easier time believing there are more parents biased to mountain sports in her town than there are kids who don't want to play team sports. Our outdoor adventure community and the sports we partake in is one of the most fun and an incredibly healthy aspect of my life. And I've done my best to share those experiences with my kids, but not to the point where they are being forced to do them. And make no mistake, there is a corner of the outdoor world that has adopted a cultish or religious view on what we do. I remember first feeling that way after meeting a friend of a friend on a trail run in the Wasatch Mountains. It was a fall Sunday. And I made mention of wanting to get home to watch a football game. And I asked my new acquaintance who his favorite team was. And his reply was, I don't watch sports. I do sports. Yeah. At the time, I remember feeling embarrassed that I not only wanted to watch football, but I was also invested in what was happening with the baseball playoffs and excited about the upcoming NBA season. And since then, I've met many closeted pro sports fans in the outdoor community and industry, and it has become obvious that being into adventure sports and appreciating the natural world doesn't spare you the judgmental nature of human beings. There was a time when I likely would have made excuses about doing gym workouts with my family instead of doing a hardcore outdoorsy activity with them when talking to other outdoor enthusiasts. Our community 
really seems to put an outsized value on being outdoors in a particular way. There's a peer pressure that develops when you start to do adventurous things and get engaged with what's being posted on Instagram and other social media. And this notion that you constantly have to be doing something to maintain your outdoor street cred. I see Heather's observation about the lack of team sports in her community as a problem to be solved rather than something cool to be celebrated. When my children were really little, I would have thought a town where there was a mountain biking team, but no little league team would have been incredibly badass. But as my kids have grown up, their interests have changed. And much of what they want to do has come from the variety of experiences they have had. Yes, on skis, bikes, and rivers, but also from playing team sports, attending things like a punk rock show, learning to ride a horse, or having lived in a big city. Life should never be all one thing. And our healthy embrace of the outdoors can definitely degrade into an unhealthy obsession. My family still goes outside together often, and those outings have taken root in different ways. Like My oldest daughter is exploring colleges that are close to the mountains, as she loves big peaks and adventures on trails. And the two younger kids both enjoy light hikes and mountain bike rides, but not as much as acting and singing and drawing. At risk of bragging or patting ourselves on the back too hard, I think the approach we've taken as parents has really worked. We've shown our kids what we like to do outside, and they've benefited from that, but we haven't made it their entire lives. Ultimately, I just don't see much difference between the parents who push their kids to play quote-unquote mainstream sports and the parents who limit what their kids have access to because they want to live in the mountains. And I'm sure all of this exists out of the athletic spectrum as well, whether it's music or art or chess or whatever. It's real easy to let your passion take over what you want your kids to do instead of recognizing your role of guiding your children to embrace what they love and teach them lessons along the way. It's all about finding that balance between sharing our passions and encouraging them to develop their own. Sharing our passions is a teaching mechanism, not a chance to brainwash them into miniature versions of ourselves. And I, for one, would never have thought that regular days at the gym would work out better than a daily bike ride. But thanks to the summer of family workouts, we've spent more time together actively and with less complaining than maybe ever before. So what are your thoughts on outdoor parenting, mountain town living, city dwelling, I want your feedback to today's show and to help form my coming episode on Mountain Town, send it on over to myrockbite at gmail.com. Please take a second to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and give us a five-star rating and even <gasps> leave us a review. Could you do it? Could you leave us a review? That'd be amazing. Please leave us a review. It really helps the show if you do. We'll be back later this week. More outdoor ideas and aim for your head. The Rock Bite is a production of Rock Bite LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. Here to take us out is Less Than Jake's Krista Makes with the Rock Fight Fight song. We'll see you next time. Rock fight.